Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, we're going to be talking about a four-part framework for taming your to-do list. And I know this year has been just extra insane. So many extra things are on your to-do list. So many boundaries have become blurred and it just can be incredibly, incredibly overwhelming. And so we're going to talk today about four, like I said, a four-part framework, a very practical way to tame your to-do list. And we're actually going to be doing a full workshop on this on January 18th. So I'm kind of going to give you the ideas and show you how it works in this episode today. But if you want help actually working through it and you want some help figuring out, hey, what does this look like in my personal to-do list, then I invite you to join us in the Tame Your To-Do List system. Uh, Workshops will be uh, Monday afternoon on Martin Luther King Day, and we're going to do everything together in the workshop so that when you're done with the workshop, you are good to go. We're not going to send you home with a bunch of homework to figure out. So if you'd like to join us, we'd love to have you head to teachfortheheart.com slash tame. That's teachfortheheart.com slash tame for the tame your to-do list system. What we're going to do right now, though, is go through the framework and show you how it works. So before we get to the actual framework, I want to remind you of a few key mindset shifts. And we actually talked about all of these back in episode 157. So if you missed that episode, um, hop back up in your podcast player or go to teachfortheheart.com slash 157. Um, might be beneficial to hop back and listen to that episode first, but we'll review real quickly just a couple of those mindset shifts. First of all, remember, you cannot do everything, especially this year. So you have to focus on what's most important and prioritize that. We also need to remember that we are not just teachers. We also have other roles and responsibilities that are are important in our lives, and they also need to be given their space and priority. Another thing to keep in mind is that this year is not ideal. If we try to have an ideal schedule this year, It's just going to be an exercise in futility. However, we do need, in the midst of this year, something that is at least somewhat sustainable. So we can't just completely be going at this insane pace that we can't even keep up till May. Like if you feel like you're literally going about to fall apart, something has to change. You have to have something that's at least sustainable for the next few months, but realize it won't be like this forever. It's not going to be ideal this year, but it does have to be at least somewhat sustainable. And then final mindset shift is to realize that it is so important to be intentional. Intentionality is key. The more intentional we can be about where we spend our time, the more effective we will be and the less stressed and frazzled we will feel. And so this framework is intended to help you um, think that, help you put this into action. So here's the framework. What is this is designed to do is you're going to start by sitting down and writing down everything that's on your plate. Um, If you have a to-do list, you can start with that. But then you also want to consider what are all the things you do on a regular basis, like grading or cleaning your room or um, creating lesson plans or like all these things that you do habitually that maybe aren't even on your to-do list because you just do them every day. You want to consider those too. And what you want to do is try to pare down your list, every single item on that list, needs to do, you can do one of these four things with. First, you could trash it. That means you just stop doing it. 
or at least postpone it. You're not going to do it now. Um, second, you could trim it. So you might need to do it. You might not be able to just stop doing it, but you could do it less or you could put boundaries around it. And number three, you can transfer things. Believe it or not, you can get other people to help you um, with some of your work. I'm going to show you how to do that in a minute. Or you can treasure it. There are certain things that move the needle. And if it's really helping, then you want to treasure it and prioritize it. So let's talk real quickly about each of those four areas. I'm actually going to start with treasure. So if you're sitting down with your to-do list, you want to look and say, what is most important? What are my most important priorities? What is actually mattering? And actually, before you even do that, you kind of need to spend some time thinking about what matters. You know, what what are my what are my goals this year? What What is actually important to me this year? And we're going to actually walk you through how to do that in our Tame Your To-Do List system. But you can also do it on your own. If, um, you can sit down and think, what matters most to me? And then look at your tasks and say, okay, which of these are tied directly to this goal? Which things on my to-do list actually matter, actually move the needle, actually make a difference? And identify those as your treasures. Those are the things that are really important and that you want to prioritize. By the way, I got to tell you before I go any further, I did not make up this system. This system actually comes from the book Clockwork by Mike Michalowicz. Um, It's a business book that helps you, that helps businesses and business owners organize their thinking and their schedule. But I thought it was an incredibly valuable framework that I know you're going to find a ton of help with as well. I have found a ton of help with it um, personally. So first of all, we have things we're going to treasure. Then you want to go through your list and look for things that you want to trash. Now, your first thought is going to be, I can't trash anything, Linda. There's nothing I can just stop doing. But that's probably actually not true. There probably are at least a few things on there that if you simply stopped doing them, the world would not fall apart. (laughs) Your classroom would not fall apart. Your life would not fall apart. Um, You could just stop doing them. Um, even if it's just temporarily, maybe you say, hey, for, for, you know, for this year, I'm not going to do this anymore. Or for this, the next two months, I'm not going to do this anymore. Um, there are things you can just stop doing. And stopping doing them is going to be the most productive thing because it's going to free up time for things that matter more. So you got to take a look and actually think, um, is there something that maybe I've just always done, but I don't actually have to do? Or maybe it's something I'd like to do, but I just can't right now. Um, what uh, what time? What are those things that can be trashed? And if you're thinking, Linda, I don't have anything, that's what we're going to really um, dive into with you in the workshop and help you identify. Um, and we have mentors there to help you figure out um, what can I stop doing? What can I let go of without it causing problems? So we have things we're treasuring. Those are most important. We have things that we're going to trash. We're just going to stop doing them or at least stop doing them temporarily. There's other things though, and there's a lot of things here that we can trim. So there are some things that have to happen. You can't just stop grading everything, right? But so you can't just trash grading. But if it's taking, there are things that can be done in less time. They're taking up too much time. So what we want to do is find a way to trim them down, okay? Um, So one way to trim things is to simply do it less often. So for example, rather than grading every single homework assignment, you could grade homework once a week, okay? So, or maybe you grade every other assignment. Well, I wouldn't recommend using that predictable of a pattern because <laughs> your students will pick up on that but something like that right you could you could grade only a certain a small percentage of the homework 
and just do it randomly so they don't know when you will and won't. Um, and that cuts down the amount that you're doing. So there's probably all kinds of things on your list that you can simply do less often. So you say, this is still necessary. I still need to do this, but I don't have to do it as often as I am doing it now. Another thing you can do for trimming is you can create time boundaries. So for a great example for this would be, say, lesson planning. If you find yourself tending to go down a rabbit hole with lesson planning, you know, you just get kind of in, in before you know it, you're like, oh my goodness, I just spent, you know, this, I just spent two hours on this. I, I meant to try to get this done in 45 minutes. What you can do is use a timer to create a boundary for yourself. So you can set a timer and say, okay, I'm going to work on this, you know, this lesson for 45 minutes. I have to get it done by by the end of that. And maybe you set yourself a little, you know, a little second timer for 10 minutes before that deadline. Um, so at t- the 10 minute mark, you're like, okay, like I got to wrap up. I got to be done by 45 minutes. And a timer will only work. It won't work if you just, you know, finish after 45 minutes and come back to it later. That's not the point. The point is to say, I have to be done at the end of this. It's a psychological thing, but it works really well. It, it keeps you from get, from going down those rabbit holes. It keeps you focused. And once again, remember, it's about intentionality, okay? If you think that it lesson planning is worth more time than 45 minutes, then plan that. Prioritize that. Make that, in, make that an important priority. But the point is you're choosing. This is how much time this is worth. I have other things that are also important. So I've got to trim it down to this. And it might take a little bit of practice, but I think you'll find that it makes a big difference. Emails is another thing like that. If you say, you know, I have to I have to answer all these emails in this amount, it keeps you moving. It keeps you focused. It keeps you from getting distracted by other things. And it keeps you from writing huge books, right? Um, once again, this, this is not perfect. You won't be able to do this every single time. But the more you really try to stick to it, the more powerful that will be. All right, so let's see where we are. We have trash, trim, transfer, and treasure. We talked about treasure being things that we identify they're important. We choose to recognize them as important, and we choose to prioritize them in our schedule. Um, Next, trash. These are things we're going to simply stop doing. Next is trim. These are things we're going to do less. And then finally, transfer. Now, as a teacher, you might just think, Linda, like I don't have um, like an employee, I don't have an assistant that I can ha- that that can help me. Or maybe you say, you know, I do have an assistant. I do have a para or a teacher's aide, but I never know what to give them. Okay, Belie- I feel like teachers, as teachers, we underutilize delegation so much. And a lot of it's because we like to control. We want to control everything. We think I'm the only one that can do this, but that is not the reality. The reality is that there is a lot that we can have other people help with. And we're gonna go into this in way more detail in our training, the Tame, the Tame Your To-Do List system training. Um, but I'm gonna give you a, like kind of a few of the main ideas so that you can kind of see how it works, okay? Uh, first of all, who can you transfer to? So some of you might have a para in your room or a teacher's aide in your room. That is the most obvious person. But in addition to that, you can transfer responsibilities to your students real responsibilities, um, you might be able to get parent volunteers. Even in the midst of the pandemic, maybe you can get parents to volunteer virtually, to do stuff virtually, okay? Um, You can get your spouse or your kids or your family to help out, okay? Especially this year, if they see how burdened you are, you can ask them to help out with schoolwork 
or you can ask them to step it up at home, okay? Um, All those home responsibilities are also on your to-do list, right? So maybe they can step in and you can transfer some of those responsibilities to a spouse or kids or family members or friends. Another source of help could be education students. There's a lot of education students right now looking for practicum hours and or, you know, internship hours, and they're having trouble getting them. Um, So even if they're just helping you virtually, they can help you virtually, okay? Um, And then secondary students as well. There's a lot of secondary students looking for service hours. It's not as many opportunities right now. Um, So you can have some secondary students. You might be able to get some help from them. So I don't have time to teach you all about how to transfer tasks because that is a whole thing in and of itself and where there's a whole um, training in the Tame Your To-Do List system on how to transfer tasks effectively. But the main idea is that you want to transfer tasks that are repetitive, okay? Because the reality is it does take longer to show someone else how to do it than it would to just do it yourself, okay? I am a I 100% agree. That's probably what's frustrated you in the past. By the time I explain this to them and then they only do it, you know, 80% right and then I have to kind of redo it and then I I might as well just do it myself. That's true if it's just a one-off task. But if you have something repetitive, okay, so let's say you have homework that you grade every week or you have spelling tests that you grade every week or you have, you know, this, this PowerPoint that you produce every unit, okay? If it's something that's repetitive in any type of way, those are the things you want to transfer. Because at first, the first time you do it, it's going to take longer to teach them than it would to do it yourself, okay? But the second time around, it's going to be about a wash, okay? You're going to still need to help them. You're still going to need to fix a few things, um, but it'll it'll be even. And then by the third time, they're going to start saving you time. And then every single time after that, um, it will take less and less time until until they're just doing it all on their own. Okay, so you have to find things that are repetitive. That is what makes it worth that initial time investment. It doesn't have to be a huge initial time investment. Um, I, I was I'm going to talk more about this in the training. How you can just create if it's an online task, you can make a Loom video. Like you just take a screenshot video of you doing it and just tell how you do it. Um, so you don't have to take doesn't have to be this big long process. Um, if it's something you do in person, you can make a video. You can just have them show up and say, "Hey, I want you to videotape me teaching you how to do this," so you can refer back to it. So there's some very quick ways to train someone so that it doesn't have to take a lot of your time. Um, And I'll show you how to do that. But it is nonetheless, at least a small time investment. And so um, you got to pick repeatable tasks. All right. So those are the four pieces, treasure, trash, trim, and transfer. Um, So this is an incredibly helpful framework. But I will tell you, just listening to the framework is not going to help you. You have to actually sit down and do it. So if you think, man, Linda, my my to-do list is so overwhelming. This sounds great, but like, I don't even know what this would look like. Then you have to schedule a time to sit down and do it. So you can do it. You can get out your calendar and say, and pick out a time for you to do it on your own. Say, I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to re-listen to this episode and I'm going to pause and actually do each step as, as I listen Or you can join us in the Tame Your To-Do List system and we'll do it with you. I'll walk you through each piece. I will walk you through how to identify what's most important, how to know what to trash, how to know what to trim. We'll give a ton more examples and we'll even help you. We can even help you look at your list. If you're like, I don't know what to trash, we can look at it and help you see, oh yeah, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? Um, Sometimes you need a fresh perspective, an outsider perspective, looking in and seeing something that you can't see. So if you'd like to go through this system with us, 
process, um, get training on how to transfer tasks effectively, um, get help knowing what to trim. Um, we're also going to then talk about, you know, once you have your to-do list pared down, how do you organize your to-do list in a way that's not overwhelming, that leads to um, a feeling of accomplishment rather than discouragement, and that helps you actually accomplish what you need to each day. We're also going to teach you how to do that. Um, so I'm really excited about it. this. is the first time we've ever done um, a workshop model like this. Um, so I we we did a we tried out a workshop around the same topic in the summit, and those of you that were there loved it. Um, so we're doing we're expanding it and doing a full workshop on Martin Luther King Day. Um, so we'd love to have you there. Just head to teachfortheheart.com slash tame, teachfortheheart.com slash tame um, to reserve your spot. And if you want the notes from this episode, you can get them at teachfortheheart.com slash 159. Let's pray a moment before we go. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you that you care about the minute details of our lives, that you care about our to-do lists. Father, I pray that you will help each of us. Give us clarity to know what to spend our time on, where to spend our time, when to work and when to step away. Father, please guide in these things and help us to seek you. This is an area where often we just try to figure it out on our own. And I pray that you will help us remember that you are are there for everything and that we will ask for your help and your guidance and your wisdom and your peace as we consider of everything that's on our that's on our plate father please guide each teacher and we thank you for it and we ask your blessing on the workshop coming up that you will use it to be a huge help father um, that you'll give me the words and give our team the um, wisdom to help and encourage these teachers in jesus name we pray amen Well, thank you guys again so much. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep trusting. You really are making a difference.